You are listening to the Dollop and American History Podcast. Each week, I, Dave Anthony, read a story to my friend, Gareth, Gareth Reynolds. Reynolds. Gareth Reynolds, Jeez. who has no real idea what this topic is about. God, you want to hit a dude? I'll do one bottle. <laughs> people say this is funny? Not Gary Gareth. Is Dave okay? Someone or something is tickling people. Is it for fun? And this is not going to become the Tickling Podcast. Okay. You are Queen Fakie of Made Up Town. All hail Queen Shit of Liesville. A bunch of religious virgins go to mingle. And do what? Pray. Hi, Gary. No. Missing done, my friend. No. Sometime in the 1860s in San Francisco. Well, first. Oh. Let's just say that San Francisco, along with most other cities in the United States at the time, had a problem with wild dogs. Well, I I think that's a fair thing to say first. In Los Angeles in the 1840s, dogs outnumber people by nearly two to one. (laughs) I don't know what that was like. That's crazy. Two to one dogs. Two to one dog ratio. And while the situation in it's San like Francisco... It's like a Pixar movie. You know, it's terrible. Yeah. No, I don't think it was anything near that cute and fun. Uh, These are wild dogs. I think dogs, I could put a fun little spin on it Wild fucking dogs eating people. Eating people? I think so. I think so. People could defend themselves against dogs. Well, the situation in San Francisco had not reached the extreme of two to one. The large numbers of strays and feral dogs did cause problems. Yeah, they're not pets. I mean, some are pets, but most of these are fucking wild animals. Still, I think with with the right weaponry, I could defend myself against two dogs per me. Dogs are regularly poisoned. Not that I want to turn this into a dog war. All right, look, we we believe. I love animals. Everybody listening believes that you could you could handle yourself against two dogs. Bring on these fucking dogs. (laughs) Dogs are regularly poisoned. Or trapped and killed. Nevertheless, if a dog turned out to be a good ratter or distinguished itself in some other way, it was still possible for it to survive. Just really took me right back to um, the the dollop where people would just have rat shows, basically. Well, yeah. <laughs> Bummer was a black and white Newfoundland who had established himself outside the saloon of Frederick Martin in 1860 and quickly proved to be an exceptional rat killer. His ratting talent spared him the fate of the previous dog who had lived on the territory, Bruno, who had been poisoned with strychnine. Oh, God. (laughs) Terrible. You're not doing a good job, Bruno. You're fired. Here, have this bowl of food. That means you're dead. (laughs) Described as, quote, bull in his fighting quarters and Newfoundland in his vital parts, he wandered up and... Excuse me? Yeah. I think that they just said... They just said that he was like a a bull in his fighting quarters, and then in the other parts, like his balls and... His penis and balls. Penis and balls. uh, I mean, if that's what we consider vital parts, maybe also they mean heart. Okay. But probably penis and balls. It feels like they... (laughs) Yeah, it feels dirty. You gotta see this dog's dick. He... (laughs) This dog's got a beautiful penis. Now it's like, uh, what's her name? An Eliza Schlesinger <laughs> comedy special. <laughs> he wandered up and down the, si- the east side of Montgomery Street, the town's main stem, begging food from restaurants and bars, which is what... Sounds earned- like a dog. Which is what earned him the nickname Bummer. Okay, because he always wanted to bum. bum. But were the other? I mean, were the other dogs just not hip to the idea that they should beg for shit? I don't know if they knew. Because I think dogs in this day and age, pretty much all they do is go like, "Can I? Can I have May that? I have Can I food? have that?" 
The young city was filled with stray dogs, and Bummer would probably have been destined for obscurity had an, an event not occurred that made him the talk of the town. Here we go. On January 18th, 16, 1861, the Alta California reported, Three or four days ago, a poor, lean, mangy cur was attacked in the street by a larger dog and was getting unmercifully walloped. When Bummer's ire being aroused at the unequal con- contest... He rushed in and gave the attacking canine such a rough handling that he was glad to quit the field. I like it. I like this. Yep. The poor cur had one of its legs half bitten through, and having limped upon the sidewalk, he proceeded to scrape an acquaintance with his deliverer, Bummer, who thenceforth took him under his special protection. Every night since then, the two dogs have slept coiled up together close to some doorway. Bummer always giving the lamb cur the inside booth and trying to keep him as warm as possible. Oh. That's nice. That's very nice. How this how a couple of friends met. This is like uh, the beginning of Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid. Sure. Hopefully but they... they're dogs. Yeah, okay. This dog was badly injured and was not expected to live. Bummer coaxed him to eat, brought back scraps from his scavenging missions, and huddled next to him to keep him warm during the night. The injured dog quickly recovered and within days was following Bummer as he made his begging rounds in the streets. His remarkable recovery earned him the name Lazarus. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And he proved... Bummer and Laz. Yeah. And he proved to be even more prodigious ratter than Bummer. The San Francisco Bulletin of October 3rd, 1863 reported, The town rings today with stories of their prowess in this line, claiming that they had killed 400 rats when a fruit market was overhauled. Can you imagine, like, being a reporter, being like, uh, wait, what's the story that I got to cover? You're going to talk about dogs killing rats today, Johnny. Okay, because, um, they're, they're, they're tearing up a fruit market. It's going to be rats galore. Get down there with those dogs. The people love this dog storyline. Tell us what they do. Yeah. <laughs> and then be a reader, like, oh, the fascinating yeah, story about. Yeah, all get your paper today. 400 rats killed. Down at the fruit market. I'll take one of those. My God, what a fascinating article. Holy dog. (laughs) They disposed of 85 rats in 20 minutes at another business. Whoa. That's a lot of rats. (laughs) In 20 minutes? Yeah. Also, your business is terrible. (laughs) Not a restaurant, the paper reassured. 85. That's... What? Three? What is that? That's like three a minute, right? Well, or four. Four around... Four. <laughs> it's like three. And yeah, it is like and, three. And then it's four, a little over four. It's actually, it's like four more than it's like three if you think about it. So below were Bummer and Lazarus that the Board of Supervisors exempted them from a stray dog ordinance that allowed The Board all... of Supervisors? Yeah. These this, guys are This is really superstars. like heavy end of the culture. These are superstars. They exempted them. It's just a pleasure to meet you. May I shake your paw? They, they exempted them from a stray dog ordinance that allowed all unclaimed dogs to be executed. It's a heavy word. Yeah. According to the Alta, as the supervisors were deliberating, the two dogs lay crouched at the doorway, apparently eager to hear what was being said and done for their benefit. Now, well, I don't believe that at yeah, all. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a little, that, a little, <laughs> I a little guess, liberty taken there. Yeah, I would guess someone brought the dogs down. Now pretend you're listening. While the noble-hearted bummer was the subject of unalloyed love 
and admiration, Lazarus possessed a more vacillating and selfish character. Neither dog was a beauty prize winner. Lazarus, who, who some claimed was the oldest dog in town, was described as a scrawny, insignificant mutt of yellowish-black color, a cross between a cur and a hound with a dash of the terrier that was not developed until he went into partnership with Bummer. But their friendship touched the hearts of everyone who saw them. Look at those two dogs together. That's marvelous. Uh, you know, that's Lazarus, the oldest dog in town. <laughs> We've done our homework. <laughs> Their ratting talent and unique bond was seized upon by the city's press. Martin, here's where you'll start to understand what's happening. Martin's saloon was a favorite haunt of newspapermen and journalists. So with the dogs a fixture outside the bar, they never had to, they never had to travel far for a story. Uh, so so it's just this shitty, lazy reporting. It's just the shitty drunken reporters. Who didn't want to go anywhere, and they'd be like, "Bummer's killing my Weren't rats." Were you supposed to do a story today? Oh shit! Where's the dogs? Another story on the dogs? Yeah, these are rat killers, and then their buddies. Yeah, but you've already wrote about that. They're pals. And I think you have a drinking problem. One is super old. <laughs> the editor's like, "Jesus, another kinda, one about the two dogs." Kind of selfish. <laughs> How many times are you going to write the same article about these two dogs? It's different. This is one, they look at each other funny. Yeah, I get it. They like each other. They're two dogs. One of them's really old. They like red. They don't like brass. Well, yeah, I know they don't like... What the fuck is your problem? They hang around together. Where's the money like you owe me? I like their buddies. Yeah, geez, I know I like their buddies. <laughs> Done this before. The exploits of the dogs are recorded in detail in the California... California, the Daily Out to California, the Morning Daily Call, the Daily Evening Bulletin. The editors vying each other in their attempts to endow the pair's adventures with thrills and parallels to the human conditions. Good God. The dogs even appeared in a stage burletta titled The Life in San Francisco. A burletta is like a mini like Italian opera. But what? how is that possible? Well, they probably just had them come out. I don't think they actually spoke... Oh, I don't believe sang. that the dogs sang. But they probably, you know, you've point, heard the expression, it's not over till the hairy dog sings. Well, okay, so they made they made a burletta about San Francisco, and then, they, and then they're like, we got to have the dogs in it. So at one point, the oh dogs. Oh, my God, that's Lazarus and Bummer. Oh, there they are. They really like each other, and they hate rats. Wait a minute, Lazarus is singing. <laughs> Bummer is portrayed as the gentleman, down on his luck, yet still faithful and conscientious. While Lazarus, the mongrel, was cast in the role of the sly and self-serving, fair-weathered friend. When Bummer was shot in the leg after only a couple of months and Lazarus left him to run with another dog, it suited the press no end. Because uh, <coughs> Bummer got, got shot. Controversy? And, well, Bummer took Lazarus other than wing and healed him and but helped Dave, him and fed him. Dave, and Dave, then when Bummer Dave, got shot... Dave, also, Dave. why is Bummer getting Dave, shot? Dave, what, fair question yes. right off the bat. Why is Bummer getting shot? Yeah. But also... What's happening with the reporters? <laughs> well, now they're just giving these dogs like they're back. like the Kardashians. They're <laughs> like who? Like man, just when I thought this plot couldn't thicken anymore, Lazarus goes and leaves Bummer. There's a lot of backstory with these dogs. <laughs> a lot of backstory. <laughs> Bummer was said to be feeling the sting of ingratitude at the desertion of Lazarus. But based on a human's eyeball, you like could see that he was upset. Not because he was shot; he missed his friend. 
Lazarus live from outside of the bar. Lazarus's return when Bummer recovered only added to the excitement. Oh my god, a reunion episode! They're back together! Oh my god, Berletta two. <laughs> the two dogs had the run of the streets, and when on June fourteenth, eighteen sixty-two, Lazarus was taken by a new dog catcher. A mob of angry citizens demanded his release, petitioning to have the pair declared city property so they could wander the streets unmolested. Wow. City supervisors released Lazarus and declared he and Bummer were exempt from the city ordinance. Jesus. A week later, the two were reported to have stopped a runaway horse. (laughs) Sure. That's just a weird sentence to throw in there. Yeah, yeah. They stopped a runaway horse. Whatever. Bummer and Lazarus back together again. Despite their reputations, the two could be vicious. Bummer was a sheep killer and regularly fought other dogs in the street, occasionally assisted by Lazarus. Although normally Lazarus would restrict himself to barking encouragement. They also ransacked shops. I'd be definitely be the Lazarus of the dogs. <laughs> yeah, fuck that dog up. It's chill. They also ransacked shops when they had entered unnoticed and been locked in by the owners. So they're dogs. So yeah, they're despite dogs. all of the attempts to, to, to paint them as people. With, they're actually dogs. With, like, the odd couple. Yeah. Uh, they're actually just dogs. And who off. do you respond more to? Who do you think you are? More of a Lazarus or a bummer? I think I'm more of a bummer. Uh, and I'm more of a Lazarus. <laughs> That's why we hang out. We're totally bummer and Lazarus. I can't believe bummer got... Got into a fight today and then got locked in a in a meat shop. <laughs> it's crazy. What is, you know, I'm starting to think he might be a dog. <laughs> Bummer and Lazarus were even left complimentary tickets for every theatrical performance that opened in San Francisco. Hey, Dave, from I gotta go. I gotta go <laughs> to 1880. It took from when to when in 1855 to 1880 in the so first row of the balcony. Well, that seems like I might have misprinted something, but that's a long time. How, yeah, what are the, these? <laughs> <laughs> they found the fountain of dog youth. I had to. I, 20, I had to make a mistake. For twenty-five years, we left tickets for these <laughs> dogs. Well, they couldn't be because one's going to die soon. It must have been eighteen sixty. Well, thanks for the foreshadowing. Debbie it was a Downer. custom. Well, it was the next sentence. <clears throat> it was a. Custom, Let me guess. One of them dies. <laughs> it was a custom that held until that tragic day when the beloved mongrel Lazarus died. He was killed in October eighteen sixty-three. Accounts say he was poisoned by being given meat laced with rat bane after biting a boy. The San Francisco's put up a $50 reward for the capture of the poisoner. Wow. Some wanted Lazarus to be buried in a place of honor alongside other great men of the city. Others wanted to be normal humans. (laughs) Others wanted priorities checked. Notable San Francisco's formed a procession and Bummer looked on mournfully. This led to a rumor that large numbers of San Franciscans turned out for Lazarus's funeral, but the dog was not buried. He was actually stuffed by a taxidermist. And, and we all know how good taxidermy was back then. And Yeah, and displayed behind the bar in Martin's saloon. It was reported that Martin paid the taxidermist $50 to turn the dog over, even though it rema- its remains had already been claimed by the city council. Ugh. The Daily Evening the Bulletin... The city council? Yeah, everyone... Give wanted- us the innards. We'll just have we'll just have this dead dog here on the table every time we have a meeting. Yeah, there we go. You want to say it to me? You say it to Lazarus and me. Just, I'd rather um not say it at all. Okay, then <laughs> we are adjourned. Thank fucking God. 
Lazarus does not like you, sir. Yeah, well, he's a stuffed fucking dog. Excuse me! I'm out of here. <laughs> That's my wife! The evening, the Daily Evening Bulletin featured a long obituary entitled Lament for Lazarus, in which they praised the virtues of both dogs and recounted their various adventures together. Sure. In the in 1950s, Samuel Dixon's book, San Francisco Kaleidoscope, offered a different version of the death of Lazarus. Ooh. <clears throat> in October of 1863, a fire ravaged in the city. Though the streets came... Through the streets came roaring the brave men of the volunteer fire companies, the St. Francis Hook and Ladder, the Columbia 11, the Knickerbocker 5, and the Washington Hose. One of the trucks ran over and killed Lazarus. It was not known which truck it was, although each company sorrowfully claimed credit. Bummer continued alone. Although Mark Twain reported a year later in the Daily Morning Call that he had taken a small black puppy under his wing. A new intern. <laughs> sure. Nothing more was heard of the puppy, and without his companion, Lazarus, Bummer was less of an interest to the press. Of course. Well, I mean, look, you know, they were a duo. The press knew that going into it. It's hard to come down. You know, you have your show on the air, and yeah. then your You're show top goes of the world. away. Yeah. You know? Next thing you know, there's a new Bummer, a new Lazarus. Yeah. Where's Maury Povich now? Thank you. Thank you. It was said the grieving bummer rarely left the area where Lazarus died. His final two years after the death, death of his friend were sad ones. In 1865, a drunk, Henry Rippey, I swear to God, for a minute, I thought that you were about to suggest that the dog had a drinking problem. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, he might have. He was sad. Give me another one. Like another scotch. <laughs> oh, Lazarus. I've hit rock bottom. I've missed my little yellow and black friend. This black lab ain't shit. Nothing against so you. Did I tell you about the time we stopped the runaway horse? You did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you actually told uh, him about 15 minutes ago. We, we killed some sheep together. Okay, um... <laughs> I found him in the rose. Do you have any money? Fight with another okay. dog. All right. Okay. And I took him over okay, the sidewalk. Take, do you want some water? <laughs> water might do. Water might do. In eighteen sixty-five, a drunk Henry Rippey kicked him down a staircase on Montgomery Street. Bummer died two months later. Ah, that's a long time to be from kicked to died. <sighs> I mean, Bummer was still popular. Enough that to avoid violence by a vigilance committee, the city immediately arrested Rippy. Wow, that is great, though. I wish they did that now. Okay, so just to so just to sum up, a bunch of guys are going to kill the drunk because he kicked the dog. Listen, that died two I months hate- later. Probably not from the kick because it was two months later. I hate to say that I'm on the side of the vigilantes, Fair. but I'm on the side of the vigilantes. Fair. I would, um, I would, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm really emotional right now. Yeah, you sound, are you okay? Uh, but Rippy did not completely escape street justice, as upon learning of his crime, Rippy's cellmate, a vendor named David Popley, oh boy, popped Rippy in the smeller. Quote, popped Rippy in the smeller. Well, I'm not gonna, I'm a little... I might need some clarity. Because, <laughs> um. Smellers a nose. So, or a foot. 
Okay. Because I just want you to know that could go to a darker place. Bummer's passing did not make the headlines in the same way that Lazarus' death had, but cartoonist Jump created a new cartoon showing him lying in a state while Lazarus tucked into a table of food in the ether above him. And, and all and, the morons rejoiced with closure. And rats paid their respects. Oh, God. <laughs> rats, the things that they had killed. Yeah, but you know how they They're are. They're fucking... The, the, the slot, it would be like, that's like the Jews sitting around paying their respects to Hitler. But to be fair, this is a cartoon. True. Yeah, so <laughs> it didn't happen. <laughs> These goddamn Jews. A young reporter named Mark Twain produced a snide eulogy for Bummer in the Virginia City Enterprise, which was reprinted in the Californian on the 11th of November, 19, 1865. The old vagrant bummer is really dead at last, although he ha- was always more respected than his ubiquitous vassal, the dog Lazarus. His exit has not made half as much stir in the newspaper world as signalized the departure of the latter. I think it is because he died a natural death, died with friends around him to soothe his pillow and wipe the death damps from his brow and receive his last words of love and resignation. Because he died full of years and honor and disease and fleas. He was permitted to die a natural death, as, of a, as I have said, but poor Lazarus died with his boots on, which is to say he lost his, he lost his life by violence. He gave up the ghost mysteriously, mysteriously at dead of night with none to cheer his last moments or soothe his dying pains. So the murdered dog was canonized in the newspapers, his shortcomings excused, and his virtues heralded to the world. But his superior parting with his life in the fullness of time and in the due course of nature sinks as quietly as might the mangiest cur among us. Well, let him go. In the earlier days he was courted and caressed, but latterly he has lost his comeliness. His dignity had given place to a want of self-respect, which allowed him to practice mean deceptions to regain a moment that sympathy and notice which had become necessary to his very existence. (laughs) And it was evident to all that the dog had had his day. His great popularity was gone forever. In fact, Bummer should have died sooner. There was a time when his death would have left a lasting legacy of fame to his name. Now, however, he will be forgotten in in a few days. Bummer's skin is to be stuffed and placed with that of Lazarus. I agree with that finish. Yeah, so Mark Twain just basically said, you're a bunch of fucking idiots. Yeah, but in a great... Um, in a great... Eloquent. Uh, yeah, yeah great funny, fashion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he was a good writer. Turns out. What else did he do after I the believe, uh, yeah, Bummer eulogy? Everybody idiots. Did he work that, again? This was the same year he wrote the... Uh, fuck, the frog... Uh, uh, I can't remember the name of the place. Calaveras uh, bullfrog uh, competition. Uh, oh, that was just that was the thing that that was like his uh, yeah that Star was, Wars right. <laughs> so he was just kind of in the bullpen warming up with this material. Yeah, he was yeah. he was about to write that and he was about to just blow out and become huge. <laughs> I'm glad. Yeah, imagine if this was that. That would be well, amazing. this is like this is like Duel. Yeah, it's like the movie Duel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bummer was also mounted by the taxidermist and placed on display. Good. In 1906, both specimens were donated to the Golden Gate Park Museum, now the A.M.H. DeYoung Memorial Museum, where they remained in storage until they were destroyed in what? 1910. Who I made know, that right? Call? Why the fuck would you? 
Well, who, like, just for history's sake. Give them out. Yeah, give them out. Give them out. Ugh. Uh, March 28th, 1992, a brass plaque commemorating the two dogs was placed at Transamerica Redwood Park, a small park adjacent to the base of the Transamerica Pyramid, which I was going to go to, but I was too tired because I was, I was saying it a block away. Oh, really? When I, when I wrote this. Oh, yeah. Jesus. That would have been great. I wanted to take a picture of it. I was, Do a little field reporting? I was so fucking tired. Well, we get it. You work a lot, Dave. Jesus. Oh, bummer and Lazarus. Yeah, it's a shame. It is a shame. It's a shame they're gone. It is a great dog story, but all dogs die. And they go die, to heaven. Some die violently. And they all go to heaven, right? Yep. All Isn't dogs that the deal? go to heaven. I knew it. I like that. That was fun. That was the fun one. That was fun. The last one was uh, a little tough, the Chinese wars. Well, it feels nice. Yeah. <sighs> if only you could imagine those dogs and a tong, you know? Oh, a bummer tong. A bummer tong. A Lazarus tong. All right, this is over. Wait. Helicopters are here. Okay, now it's done. Nighty night. Bye. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this this podcast. Uh, Listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy. The Gareth Army to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th. Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it let's see you there